This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. This is Baseball Outside the Box with Peter Caliendo. Innovative thoughts from baseball's best coaching minds from around the world. Brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, former USA Baseball National Team coach, Peter Caliendo. Hey, hello everybody. Pete Caliendo here and you're listening to Baseball Outside the Box. Thanks for joining us today. We are thrilled. We are live on Facebook and we're also, don't forget, live on Zoom and we will have the audio on BaseballOutsideTheBox.com. Thanks for joining us. And if you have questions on Facebook, just type them in the comments section and we will get rocking and rolling and get your questions in here. We love getting your questions. So don't forget. Hey, listen, also very important. Please subscribe to Peter Caliendo on YouTube. That's all we ask. We've got 80 plus shows. We've got three, four shows a week going on. Some of the best baseball people, experts in the world who love to challenge the status quo and give you great ideas. And we got a great one today. Um, I want to give a special shout out to ISG Baseball. We've been to Russia twice um, in cooperation with the Russian Baseball Federation. Our good friend, Dmitry, um, thank goodness because they have an outstanding program. We go there for the last two years and we have held coaching programs there. Um, let me tell you, not only did we give a lot of information, but we learned a lot from the Russians. The Russians are very good at baseball. They're very good at developing specific athletes and specific sports. So, and today we're going to have a great friend, uh, a former pitcher for the Minnesota Twins. Um, uh, and, you know, with the Twins, he was, he'll explain everything. But um, now he's with the Russian national team. He's a pitcher with the Russian national team. Obviously, they've also been hit with the coronavirus. So, they're in a standstill, but they continue to work out. So, first of all, let me welcome my good friend, Vadim Balan. Vadim, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. I know it's in di- different circumstances. The last time I saw you was in that outstanding complex that you guys have there in Moscow where the Russian national team and other clubs train. Um, just a superb place. Yeah, we still, I'm still right now, I'm recording the video from, the, from that complex. Yeah, and folks, just so you know, it's incredible AstroTurf inside, AstroTurf fields outside. I believe you're also going to be possibly hosting uh, uh, some big championships there uh, when the coronavirus, you know, hopefully get, gets done. Yeah, unfortunately, we, we should to have uh, the champion, uh, uh, European championship. But unfortunately, everything was canceled because of the pandemic. Yeah, but as soon as it's over with, teams will be flocking there because they're all going to want to be at that great complex of yours. Um, and a special shout out to our friend, and I always mispronounce it, Bagan, Bagan right? Bagan? Bagdan, Bagdan. Bagdan, Bagdan. Yes. Um, great person. Of course, not just him, but everybody. You know, the, all the coaches, the first year we had 70, the next year like 90. All the coaches were fabulous. And what I love about the Russian coaches is – you know what, they're, they're just not going to listen and say, oh, that's the way you do it. You know, they're going to want to know more. They're going to want to question you a little bit. They're going to want to test you. You know, and I think that's good. I know sometimes coaches, oh, whoa, 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 why so many questions? No, the questions are real good, right? Yeah, so what, what I saw when, when you came a few times, like uh, this year, I mean, like, yeah, this year and last year, and uh, the main point of coaches was 
and so what they are they are americans where we are russians and we also have some thoughts about baseball so if you have questions we're gonna we're gonna ask them some questions yeah and folks just so you know I've got some experience, not like others, obviously. Um, our good friend, Bob Protexter, obviously has a lot of experience with Russian baseball. He's done a lot there, so a shout-out to Bob. Um, but, you know, I remember when I was with the Belgium national team, and I want to explain this because times have changed. When the Soviet Union, I saw the teams that competed in the European championships because I competed against them. Um, incredibly disciplined but strict um, I'll even go as far as tell a story when the senior player slid at third base, and I think I've told you this, um, senior player slid at third base um, in the European Championships. He was out, and these are seniors, and the, and the player stood up, and the Russian coach said something, and next thing you know, he took his hand and slapped him right in the ear hole. You know, and I mean, I'm standing there as the manager of Belgium going, wow, I've never seen this in my life. You know, it was interesting. And, and I only bring that up because, you know, they were tough, obviously, but they took the old Russian system when how they trained all their and Soviet Union system, how they trained all their athletes, brought them from all over the country into one area, which a lot of countries do, um, trained them specifically for that sport. Obviously, they've had the military background, so they incorporated that aspect. Um, you know, but what I loved about the Russians is that, boy, back then, they had signed already three players. They came to play us in the Northern League. You know, so they were very competitive. Northern League was a double-A, triple-A level independent league. So they were very competitive. It was going in the right direction, but then obviously it broke off. The Soviet Union began. And now times have changed also because the, you guys are now starting to really build the Russian baseball program and doing a really good job. Give us a little history of when you grew up, what it was like in Russian baseball and where it's at now. Uh, okay, as you know, I was born in Moldova. It's, it's a little bit like it's post-Soviet Union country. It's, it's like uh, uh, 1,500 uh, miles from uh, from Russia. And uh, the situation with the baseball in Moldova was even poorer than in Russia because in the Soviet Union, uh, there was few teams really good. But after the uh, Soviet Union's uh, breakdown, everything destroyed. And unfortunately, baseball almost disappeared. But few teams were in my country. So I started playing baseball when I was 11 years old. And uh, traveling with the, with the young teams, uh, Euro European championships, and uh, like local champ championships. And then when I was, uh, when I get 18 years old or 17, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I think 17 years old. I decided to, I mean, like, ask myself, what's, what's next? Because I, I almost finished my, uh, my, high, my high school, and I need to, to go to the college or to university. But playing, like, uh, like 10, 10 years baseball, uh, I had a dream to play, uh, to play in the U.S. So I left my team, and I, find, I found a coach which uh, used to work with the Soviet Union system with the Olympic athletes. He, um, uh, he's a javelin coach, but uh, after he ends his career of javelin, he used to play baseball 10 years. He used to play in Soviet Union. He played in the U.S. a little bit with the uh, Soviet Union national team. Was he a pitcher? Um, uh, yes, he was a pitcher. 
He was a pitcher. He, uh, he didn't throw fast, maybe 84, 85, but nasty slider, nasty curveball, changeup, really. And he's a big, like, big man. And um, so I came to him. Now, Vadim, let me ask you, because we're gonna, I want to get into the javelin, but I think I want to get into one more thing before we get to that, because I want to get into javelin throwing and the training and all that. But prior to you playing baseball at 11, what other sports did you play? As many kids, I used to play soccer. I used to, I used to go to dance, like drag dance. And I used to go for wrestling, boxing. As a kid, you know, everything, everything was interesting for me. Like, as I came home, so hey, father, I would like to go, my father would like to go for boxing. Say, okay, let's go for boxing. I would like to go for wrestling. Okay, let's go for wrestling. But for a kid, it's very good because you, you get developed from all sides, you know. You get fast, you get strong. Uh, that's, that's really good, I think. And, that, and that's what I was going to lead up to and um, what I wanted to ask you. And obviously now as a player, but I also know you, you can also coach players also because you've you've trained yourself you understand your body the mind and all that stuff um so i wanted to ask because of some of the things you did when you were younger before 11 years old you think that helped you when it came to baseball i think it it helped me a lot because uh to take like for um for example this nation i mean like these kids the uh they spend a lot of time on their devices. They, they play games. They, they focus more on the internet. When I was young, when I was a kid, I didn't have my I mean, like computer, laptop, or cell phone. My best, my best day was when I go outside and play football with my, uh, my best friends. I can, I can spend outside like for 10, 12 hours. And you, what, what are you doing outside? You're just running. You're running, you're playing, you're jumping you squatting. So all of these qualities are, are were developed in myself since uh, a young boy. Interesting. And I love that because I think that's something we talk about on the show a lot, trying to get our young kids in the U.S. not to only play baseball, you know, between the ages of 7 and 12, you know, play other sports so you develop your athleticism. And we think that's important. And I love hearing it from you. Now, we you took us to, you know, you're playing – in, in, in uh, at that time, the Soviet Union, right? When you were a young kid? No, it was, uh, was Soviet Union was until 1991. And then everything destroyed and our country gets apart. But it was, it was a post-Soviet Union country. So it's called Moldova, where, where, where I was born. And then all of a sudden, you meet up with this coach that you know, was a Soviet Union baseball player, a pitcher. He's a javelin expert. And that's, I think, is very interesting. Um, a long time ago, just to give you an idea, a friend of ours, Bill Clark, a scout with the Cincinnati Reds, he used to go look for javelin players. I mean, we're going back 25 years. He used to go look around the world for javelin players because he thought he could, you know, change them into pitchers, which was an interesting idea. So talk about now what you do with this coach. How does it all start? So um, I went to him because my brother, my um, I have a, a, a younger brother, which is also with the twins right now. So he used to throw javelin. He used to throw javelin professional. He he was uh, with the um, Moldova uh, national team. Also, he he was uh, performing for Russian national team. 
Mm. So my, my brother said, hey, you are 18, 17 years old, 18 or 18 years old, old almost. So what's, what's your goal? Do you want to play just in Russia or you want to go to America to play? So of course I have a dream. I have a goal to, to go to US. So he said, like, if you'll come to my coach, he can help you because you know, javelin athletes are very strong athletes. So he will teach you how to throw. He will help you to become more faster, more um, to develop strength, power. Say, okay, why not? And I came to him, I said, like, I have a dream. Like I said, I have a goal, I wanna go to US. So the interesting trick was that he said, like, I'll tell you the truth. You know that the baseball is very poor developed in, in our country. But all, what, what can I give you? I can help you to get stronger, faster, and you can throw very hard. So if it will help you, okay, we can try. If not, at least you try it. So okay, why not? So we, start, we started uh, working in, uh, in September. I clearly remember in September, I was throwing 78, maybe 80 miles per hour. And uh, working eight months with him, we went in uh, May, we, yes, in May, we, we drove by car because we didn't have money to spend uh, on flight, it was because the salary are low, the flight, is that very expensive and our father, which I'm very helpful, thankful to my family. They, inv they invest a lot of money in me and my brother to achieve our dreams and our goals. And we jump in the car and we're driving like 25 hours to Prague. Wow. Yes, where was the MLB tryout? MLB organization, they were trying to develop baseball in Europe and organizing uh, tryouts in four countries, Germany, Italy, uh, Holland, and uh, Czech Republic. So Czech, Czech, Czech Republic was the closest uh, country and we decided to go there. So after working like eight months with our new coach, my brother, he was 16 years old, a pitcher from Moldova who never played in Europe, he touched 90 miles per hour. I was 18 years old. I touched 92 miles per hour. Wow, that's great. Um, let me ask you, to, we're going to get into the actual training, but what's interesting is the javelin um, weighs a lot more than a baseball, obviously. Um, so you, part of your training, you use the javelin quite a bit at that time? Yes. So I said to my coach, like, I'm not interested to throw a javelin. Right. Because I want to throw a baseball. <laughs> yeah, because I, I believe the javelin goes up, right? Yeah, it goes up and it goes like, well, the release point is, uh, is 45 degrees. So, but the baseball ball release point is a little bit lower. So he said, like, if you, if you came to me and want to get better, just listen to me and I will help you. So, okay. So my, my biggest problem was that my... As you know, as, as a pitcher goes, you need to stay close and shoulders need to be in one position. So my problem was I was over-rotating myself. My, my um, left, left shoulder, because I'm right here, my left shoulder opens too early and it puts too much pressure on my, uh, shoulder, my elbow, my shoulder, and I felt sore, pain. So he, and he said, like, hey, you need to stay more close. And he was thinking how to fix it, you know? And he said, like, look, Take a javelin, but, but take it for, for, for kids, not, not big javelin. Because yeah, the different weight, size, right? Different weight? Yes, different size. 
and say and take a bottle, take something and an, uh, an object and put the distance between home plate and mound. And we were doing special exercises to fix first, to fix my shoulder. After we fix my shoulder, we start to work on my lower body, how to use my hips, how to rotate my hips, how to bring power. Were the, were the exercises with the javelin or without the javelin? No, all what I'm describing were, were with the javelin. So you, you take the javelin, you just use, for example, first exercise was just, just try nice and easy to, uh, to hit, hit the, the object. And, and, and the, bottle, the bottle, folks, so you know, the bottle's like maybe a little bit behind home plate where the catcher might be. Right, like, like, about like 15 feet, maybe. Yes. So the goal was like 25, 35 throws, maybe 10 try to hit it. So that was the first exercise. Another exercise, like, like I said, when I get to use, we try to, to bring more, more power from my hips. I mean, to increase the velocity of, uh, of throw. So when I, when I was good enough, he said like, okay, this exercise is enough for you. Now we go, we go next. And then we start to, to do a lot of uh, work, works with the medicine balls because medicine balls is a great exercise to, to build strength in your shoulders from different positions. You throw from the left side, right side, you jump, you throw and build strength after you after we done with the medicine balls we jumped on the heavy balls like for example like line drive different size different weights so we start to build our um, velocity what were, what were you doing with the with the different balls what, what what kind of exercises were you doing you were throwing them yeah we were throwing with we were throwing from the like from the spot we were throwing from one step two steps and three steps and full for about like you running like 18 meters you make a step and you throw so the mindset of my coach was like step by step pre to prepare our body i mean like our shoulder back everything to be good enough to go to another level of, uh, of preparing uh, interesting um what year was this when you started off with the javelin we start off with the heavy balls what year was that it was 2012. Okay. And how old were you at that time? Uh, 18. 18 18 years old. At that time, yes. 18. Okay. 18 years old. All right. So as we get into, when you talk about the javelin, I know you had different sizes, obviously. How young were you when you first started with the javelin? Was it 18 or did you start? Yes, eight, 18, 18. 18. And did you, con once you've got that down with the javelin, did you ever go back to it? Uh, what do you mean back? Well, me. I'm sorry. Did you ever go back and use it again? Or did, was it only that one time? Just one, one, only one time. Okay. One time because I was spending like, I guess, two months working three, four times a week. And I fixed my shoulder and I, I doesn't need to, to throw it again. Just for fun, just for warm up. Why not? You can, you can use it. But just specifically to improve my mechanic, no, because... We, we went to another level and we were doing different exercises to, to bring more power in my, to my arm, you know, to increase the velocity. What I, what I love about the javelin, you mentioned it off air, was you know, that the javelin, in order to throw it straight, you do have to keep the front side closed as long as possible. 
Right. So the first first attempt to throw a javelin was <laughs> makes me crazy because I I tried to demonstrate that I can throw <laughs> this object, and it flew like 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 instead to to flow like to fly right, it goes to the right. You know, because I opened too much. And it was so funny and my coach was laughing at me. It's like, what are you doing? Just, just listening to do it, right? Yes, and uh, it helps a lot. You know, at the same time, I would think that it's developing strength also. Um, then you went to medicine balls, but you also went to small, uh, different small. weighted balls. Did right. you, I guess my question is, did you actually throw the weighted ball or did you just do certain drills with them? Exactly. We had uh, a special uh, throwing program. So the same like, like with the medicine balls, you throw from the spot. You close your shoulder, keep close as, as long as it's possible. You throw nice and easy. Then you, you make a few steps back. You, you close your shoulder uh, first, uh, front legs go first, and then you throw. So we try to stay as close as it possible. From, from my case, because I'm explaining not, not my brother, just me, because mm -hmm. the problem over rotating, I was losing a lot of, like, a lot of power, like, like five, six miles easy, I was losing. So the, uh, the target, the goal was to stay close and to throw uh, quality, not quantity, but quality. Interesting. What, yeah. other, what other things that, now your coach, what's your coach's name, um, the, the Russian coach who helped you? Yeah, his name is uh, Alexander Maisenko. And a former javelin thrower also. Yes, yes. He, he used to, to be with the Soviet uh, national team with uh, javelin throwers. So, and it's interesting because I want to go back to that training again with him. So I'm going to stay a little bit on the training from the standpoint, we've got the javelin, the understanding of that. Um, now we're working also lower body. What are some of the things that he had you do to help your lower body, and I'm assuming rotation? But yeah, we also used to do a lot of work from track and field. We, we did a lot of run. We were running like 100 meters for time, 60 meters, 30 meters for time. We used to do hurdles. You know what, what, you know what is hurdles? Hurdles, yeah, developing yeah. the jump. Yep. Yes, exactly. Hurdles for uh, hip mobility, coordination, and also we used to do jumps like spot jumps, like three step jumps, five step jumps, depth jumps. It, it helps us to bring more, uh, more explosiveness, more power from our mm. legs. And you also so, mentioned you did runs and then jumps. Right, right. So you run like 10 steps. It's called, uh, I, I'm not sure how it's called in English, but in Russian sounds like 10 step jump. It's a run, so it's it's a run fast and jump. Uh, yeah, so you run fast and jump. Yeah, it's like in the Olympics, you see they got a line there and you got to jump before the line, they're jumping into the dirt in like sand. Yes, exactly. So this, this exercise is specifically to, to, to develop explosive power. Because, for example, he was explaining to me, look, when you rise your leg and you land and you throw, what, what are you doing? You explode your body, right? So the same here. You're running, you st first step, and second step, you're already like flying to the sand so it's, it's the same of course you're not throwing but the the way to get to get faster better is is that way so through these exercises because i i did i wasn't experienced you know so always was asking my coach why 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 how it helps how it works and he never gets mad on me because he said like 
I, I'm, I like that you're asking questions. You're not just coming to practice, doing my practice, like doing the exercise, and then you go home, that's it. So I see that you, you want to understand, you want to, to, to understand how everything works. So I will explain you, not, not, one, not in one day, but day by day I will explain how it works. So he was explaining to me and my brother, and it brings to me even more patience because okay, it works like that. So I need to, to keep doing, 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 and I know that result will come. He understood that it's a long-term process. It's not a short-term remedy. We don't fix it this second. It's gonna take some time because the body has to coordinate. Um, and obviously, he's coming from success because as a javelin thrower, there's a lot of similar movements and he understands the consistency and also the, the same movement that you need all the time. Was there anything else that you yeah, explained? Yeah. yeah, another thing what I, I forgot to say, it was uh, we also use like lifting weights, power, power lifting. So power lifting, we're doing snatch, uh, power cleans, mm. uh, squats. But we used to squat a lot because we need strong, strong legs. Uh, squat, jumps, uh, bench press. But to, to understand for the people who will uh, watch this video, uh, I was... 19 years old we were squatting 200 kilos it was like 400 pounds wow that's you built yes. up to that yes yes but it takes like first first three months we 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 prepared our body you know it, everything we didn't come and say like he and he said to us you have to squat like 400 pounds or 300 pounds he prepared us mentally psychologically and physically He's, because he's so smart, has like, tremendous experience in sport. Everything was was did really smart, and that's that's we got that result. And what's interesting also is that he doesn't know anything about baseball, but he really doesn't have to because he understands the body and how it moves. So now all of a sudden, um, you're throwing harder, and you get signed. Yes, we as I said, we went to. A Church Republic, and when I threw 92, my brother threw 90, uh, a lot of scouts came to us and said, hey guys, where you been, where you from, because we never, never seen you before. <laughs> and we say like, and we also were shocked because we didn't know with, with, with uh, which speed we came for, for trial because we didn't have the gun. Right. We were throwing balls, uh, okay, it, it flies hard. Okay, hard, hard enough. So they say, like, we would like to sign you, but the biggest problem is that you don't have game experience in Europe, so it's going to be tough, especially to compete in minor league. And uh, they, uh, they gave us some cards. We filled out the information, and uh, they were calling. I remember how uh, New York scout, New York Yankee scouts called us during the offseason because uh, after tryout, we didn't get signed. We get back home. A little bit upset, but at the same time, we're so happy because we, we saw the results. So we, that means that we are on the right way. But your, so, velocity, but your velocity didn't stop there because you're right now 92 at 18. Now you, you increased your velocity. Was that because of you continued the same type of training? And, or did you do anything else on top of that? 
the same type of training, but my coach said like, what we used to do, it was for like, for mid school guys. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, that, he's just getting started. <laughs> yes, he said like, it was, you did nothing. He said like, what, how nothing? We did a lot of work. He said, no, no, no guys. <laughs> the work you should do is, is in the future, is waiting for you. So wow. wow, but I was impressed. So what's next? He said like, nobody signed you, but maybe you need to throw even harder to, to sign. Okay, let's work. So uh, we spent another off season and uh, I went another time for a tryout and then I threw 95. And uh, the scouts was even more shocked because this guy didn't play. <laughs> he's, not, he's not playing, but his velocity is, uh, is increasing. So during this time, um, are you playing any games? I mean, you're, you're in Russia by now, right? Yeah, by now I'm in Russia, but yeah. at that time I was in my, in my country, in Moldova. Oh, you're still in Moldova then, and, and yes. so th because there was no <clears throat> baseball. So, so you weren't at a, you're, you're saying at 18 years old, you still weren't playing baseball games? No, I, 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 I was playing, but it was like amateur league, like nothing right. special. Yes, and uh, when I had also 95, I was playing for amateur league in, in my country, but nothing, nothing professional, nothing serious, you know? Right, it was just guys in town, and you were, they liked baseball, and you guys would play games. Uh, yes, how, yes. How did, how did you – did you throw strikes at that time? I, I had really big uh, trouble with my command. Yeah, because my coach said like you are very strong, you have power, but you cannot use your power. You cannot use it. You don't. You don't know how to use it. You know, so that's your biggest problem. So did he help you now take that and transfer now go to the next phase and help you with your control? Yes, because uh, after tryouts, me and my brother we were invited to MLB academies, which. Uh, brings the best 50 players from Europe from tryouts yes. and they they uh, they work with the young athletes the coaches are very famous coaches uh, former major league players or major league managers as for example like uh, John McLaren sure good friend case. John yes John McLaren Barry Larkin and uh, Bruce Hurst maybe you know pitcher from the yes. Boston Red Sox so they helped me me and my brother they helped us a lot they uh, they brought to us new new knowledges how to prepare before the game during the game after the game how to build our routine during the off season because they they also were asking us how are you working guys because you are very strong but you have trouble with the strike zone and we described all our steps and and they said like you can synchronize your work with this routine and i think it's going to help you so yeah well, after MLB academies will get back to our coach and we sit down we're talking about a lot how to how do not how do not miss the preparing part of I mean like his preparing part and the the routine which gave us MLB academy mm -hmm. yes so we found a club in the Czech Republic it's called uh, Eros Ostrava so the, the friend of, of my coach, he said like, hey, I used to play for Czech Republic and I have good friends and I can talk to them because one of his friends has a baseball club and maybe they can take your guys to play a few 
few seasons if it's possible. If not, at least we'll try. So they called, uh, they called Czech Republic. I said, okay, we need pitchers, international pitchers. And me and my brother, we went to Czech Republic. We went to Czech Republic. Um, it was in April and May. May 8th was another uh, MLB tryout. Me and my brother, we went to MLB tryout and I touched 96, 97. And then uh, scouts asked me, like, are you playing guys? And I said, yes, we are playing right now. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yes, and they say, finally, finally we can see you in the game. Oh, that's great. And, and uh, you know, I want to ask you about this. This takes a lot of commitment, a lot of passion, um, a lot of sacrifice to do this because any, any, any day you could have said, you know, you know, this is crazy. Um, I'm now going to go to Czech Republic. And, you know, I, I mean, you're talking about you also have school and other things you want to do, um, your career possibly. How did, you, how did you get through that? It was my dream. It was my dream to, to play baseball in the uh, in U.S. I don't know how to explain other way. You know, what, you know what, how it feels when you have a dream and you, you are burned from inside. But I'm very thankful to people who never trust in myself and me because from all the corners in my country, people were saying, like, that's, that's just a waste of time. You can throw 100, 200 miles per hour, but nobody will sign you because you're from this small country and nobody knows about us. So just, just give up. Just, it's, not, it's not for you. And it brings – I was really mad. So first of all, I said, like, I, I want to accomplish my dream, to achieve my dream. But in the same time, I want to prove the people that they are wrong, you know, mm. that everything is possible. Really, everything is possible. And uh, that, that was my, my motivation. Also, at the same time, you asked me about school. I, I have to go to school, but you want to play baseball in the U.S., so you have to choose. You, you sacrifice uh, school and you go practice every day, two, time, two times per day, come home, take rest, eat. And, and again, or you lose, but at least you try. So I say, yeah. okay, I can, I can uh, lose my school, but I'll go till the end to see if I can achieve my dream. So now you sign with the Twins? Yeah, so I signed with the Twins. I played a few games, and they said, okay, we want to sign you. Because Twins, Reds, uh, Tampa Bay Rays, and the Empires they were interesting in me to sign. And I decided to go with the Twins. Once you sign, now you go to the U.S., correct? Yes, yes, yes. What was that first experience when you're finally with, you've reached your dream of professional baseball? Um, what, was that, what was that feeling like? I mean, you've never been to the U.S. Uh, you've never been to, a, obviously, a minor league complex or a major league complex. What was that feeling like? Explain that a little bit. It was unbelievable because when I, when, I, when I put the sign, my signature on the paper, after, uh, say like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm dreaming, maybe I'm still dreaming. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah. So my first impression when I landed to Fort Myers Airport, the gates opened and the, 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 the hot air just got <laughs> to my face. Like, you know. <laughs> Welcome to Florida, right? Yeah, so like that's the way how it feels when you sign a pro contract. When you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was um, 
I was a little bit like wild, you know, because I didn't know how it works when I got the complex big fields, like, like in the movies, you know, when you're watching when you are a little kid and you're watching on TV, uh, the baseball complex, major leagues, they're playing world series. The same was for me when I, when I get to the twins facility, they have great academy for 200 people. They have eight fields. They have a big league stadium. It was, was a dream for me. Really, wow. like a like a fairy tale, you know. As you get in with the twins now, is it uh, obviously there's a certain point where you're no longer with the twins after a while? Um, explain some of the process that went on. You know, when you competed, was it difficult to compete because of the lack of experience? Were you throwing strikes? What was the situation? So. Um... The process, the pressure, which which I felt on myself was was really enormous because everything was new for me, and at that time also my English wasn't wasn't well, so I was understanding like fifty fifty, and you have you always have to be focused because one coach is explaining one thing, another is explaining another thing. We, you have meetings. Wow. You have you have a video room uh, meet, meetings in video room where you break down your velo- um, excuse me uh, mechanic okay. yes mechanics so I should be focused a lot you know and sometimes I get tired my psychologically it was really tough first of all because I had less experience not playing. And uh, my first goal was to to throw a strike. That was the biggest <laughs> the biggest problem. So I have velocity, <laughs> but I don't have strike zone. And uh, in the same time, I'm very thankful to my uh, pitching coaches who helped me a lot to to get down my emotions. You know, he say like, "Hey, calm down. We know all your story, and we know that you didn't play a lot, so that's why you're here. You came here to to teach yourself." to help yourself how to, to play baseball, to, to learn baseball from inside, you know, not just from the, from the mag- magazines and so yeah, on. Yeah, to get some experience because you didn't have the, the actual playing experience. <clears throat> Did they take you along slowly when it came to that? Uh, yes, because I signed, I signed the contract and I get to the, on the Twins Complex and uh, at the end of July, and I spent like three weeks in the camp and, the last I played in the last game of the season. It was 2015, mm. so I played only two point, I guess, two point one innings. So nothing. And then I flew back home, spending off season with my coach again, and I flew back uh, for the spring training. And on the spring training, we got new coaches because I don't know why, but we got new coaches and new pitching coach. They're like, hey. I don't like your mechanic. I think we need to work on that. And we need to change your mechanic. And I said, what's the problem? He said, like, I don't like that you throw. I mean, like, I've... so the, mo- the main point was, I've heard that you used to throw the javelin. So, like, I used, to, I used to work with the javelin to improve my mechanics, but I never, I never threw, like, like, professional, you know? Right. So, like, but anyway, we're going to change it. So my, my delivery, my, my mechanic was long. Like long arm. If you go, if you uh, if you know Tyler Glasnow right now, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So kind of that mechanic. And they, they say like we need to go more short. And I say like I think it might hurt me. 
because my, my elbow is not ready, my shoulder is not ready, and my body is not ready for new mechanics. They're like, don't worry, we're going we're gonna to try it. So we tried, we tried it through one bullpen, second bullpen, and I started feeling pain in my, uh, in my elbow. And I told them, and they said, okay, so just go back to your uh, mechanic. And maybe a few weeks later, we got another new coach, teaching coach. And uh, he said, like, I've heard that you tried to change your mechanic, but it doesn't work. So we're going to try it again. And I say, okay, I'm here with the twins, the best chance in my life to, to, to learn a thing. So I have to be open-minded and to be teachable. Like they, they like one thing to say to all minor league players, guys, you have to be teachable. If you want to play major league, you have to be teachable. If you have fixed mindset, you don't like this, you don't like that, it's going to be tough for you. And it's going to be tough for us to help you to progress. Okay. So we start change my mechanic and my velo goes down. Are you, they signed me 96, 97, I go 94, then I go 93, then I go 92, then I go 90 and they stop. They didn't say, okay, so something goes wrong. So I was struggling. And, um, and then after, after they saw that my velocity go down, they said, okay, we, you, you can throw how it's, how it's comfortable for you. But, at that point, I was, how to say, right. I was really afraid that they're gonna release me maybe maybe tomorrow because I, I'm not I'm not releasing the ball as hard as they used to sign me, you know. So mm -hmm. I was thinking every day in the game I was throwing 92, 93, sometimes 94. So average was 92, 93 when they signed me was 95, 96. Big difference. And Vadim, once you were released, um, you know, now that's a tough part. Anytime anybody's released, that's always difficult on the, on the mental aspect and the mind. Now you have to go, now you're going back home, but you don't give up. You, uh, you, you continue to train. Um, you know, obviously you're still training up till now. I saw you a couple times, you know, at least two, you know, last two years you're training. So you've taken everything that you've learned whether it be from your coach with the javelin throwing, the training, whether it be professional baseball, the academies that you were at, you've taken all that training and now you've kind of developed your own. Right. But before was, there was a small window when I got released from the Twins. I, I tried to sign another contract. I went to independent league uh, tryout and I threw live BP. I mean, I, I threw the game. Um, four teams, they went to sign me. But uh, because uh, the Twins canceled my working visa, I flew back home to Moldova. I get the tourist visa and I flew back to US for tryout. And four teams wanted to sign me and they asked me, what kind of uh, visa do you have? I said, I have tourist visa. Say so, like, we cannot sign you. Right. <laughs> it, was, it was the biggest disappointment, <laughs> another biggest disappointment in my life. Yeah, because independent ball is a great opportunity to try to get back. You know, as I, I was in independent ball for close to 10 years. Um, and yeah, that's a, the problem with the tourist visa. I understand that aspect of it. So now you're disappointed because of that and you got to go home. Yes, I got to go home. And um, I say like, what, what? I, I had too many questions to myself, but I wasn't able to, to answer, you know. And uh, the, Russian, uh, the Russian Federation, they find out that I got released. 
and uh, Bogdan, who started all of this project, what, what you've seen here, he texted me, said, hey, we are looking forward to build a new uh, baseball team, new baseball generation in Russia. Would you like to join to us? Say, like, why not? I, I'll be in Moscow. I say, like, I'll be in Moscow, in Moscow in a few weeks, and we have a meeting and discuss all of all of all of things. Say, so, okay. So um, I got to Moscow. We got like long conversation about five hours. He described to me all plans, where we come from, where, where we're going. Say, so, okay. I mean, so we're working, and uh, like you asked me about my uh, like twins twins uh, experience my coach experience and right now i have to say like i grew up even more i'm thankful for the twins they uh, they helped me to to see the game from inside to learn a lot, like very very big amount of information but right now I'm just, I just, uh, to be honest, I forgot the question. I'm sorry. No, no, that's okay. That basically now what you've taken all this information, all this work, all this experience, but, and you're continuing to work on your pitching, but you're continuing to work on your strength, your flexibility, your pitching. I kind of, kind of talk about what you're working on right now. Oh yeah, exactly. So after I got released from the twins, getting back to, uh, to Russia, I start to use the the old program of my coach, which helped me to develop that strength, that power, that velocity. So, working like last season when I got I got released, I came to Russia. I was 90, 91, 92, working the uh, old program. I got 92, 93. Uh, five months later, got 94, and at the end of the season, I I get back on my my last 95 in the game. So. Uh, uh, I'm doing pretty much this. The question would be this, the secret question, how's your control and what have you done that's helped you get your control better if it is? So that's, that's a very good question because I was thinking how to, how to get my control and at the same time how to not lose my velocity because when you think about control, you cannot relax your, your body and throw 100%. So I divided my uh, my like off season workout, like few, how it's called phases, like few mm -hmm. parts. Mm -hmm. So for example, when I, when the, when the season is over, I take 30 days off to give my body a rest, my, for my joints, for muscle and so on. Then uh, I get start my body for new off season program. I go lightweight. I prepare my ligaments. I prepare my joints. I prepare my muscle, uh, for new work. Then when I feel I'm ready, I'm start to build uh, hypertrophy. So I start to grow my muscle to, mm -hmm. to, to get strong, to have enough muscle, to have enough, enough body weight, to feel comfortable to, to work. So when I, when I pass this phase, I go and I build strength. I, I lift weights and I do like crazy, crazy jumps like you've seen on Instagram. Yeah, so matter of fact, mention, mention your Instagram. What's your Instagram? I'm uh, Vadim, like, slash, under slash, Balan, under slash. Under slash. I'll put that on our show notes, folks. You got to go there because he's got some great exercises. I mention a few of them because I know one of them was with the weights and the elastics and uh, jumping also with medicine balls. 
Yes, uh, it's 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 called plyometric exercise, which uh, help you develop explosive power, like uh, speed, and uh, it's uh, medicine medicine ball. You throw medicine ball, you jump on the box, you take a trap there, you put like light weights, you jump five times, and then you right away jump on the box. So very good, very good exercise to to bring some power and strength. Are these drills you developed, um, or did you take combination of drills? Yes, uh, uh, different different time of off season. I do different uh, like amount of exercises. I go from the hard to to light because uh, after I build strength, I start to I start I start to do my throwing program. So when I do my throwing program, it's very tough to stay on the same level of strength and the same time to throw medicine balls and uh, heavy balls because it takes too much energy and you don't have enough time to recover yourself. Even if you are sleeping good, eating good, you have to control yourself. Uh, and also you have to divide, divide the, um, uh, how it's called, the, uh, uh, I, I, for, I forgot how to say, right? Uh, the the amount of uh, of weights you do lifting, you know. So as soon as I start my throwing prong with medicine balls, my my lift, yeah, I, I I reduce the amount, and then when I feel that my shoulder, my body is ready, I start working with the with the catcher. So when I go to the catcher, I write down a special program which don't give me don't don't let me to go down, but also. I'm not getting stronger, but I stay on the same level. And the goal is to feel comfortable with this amount of power, this amount of muscle to uh, to, to pitch, you know, I mean, like to work. And I love what you said. When you feel, and that is you feel right, your body feels right, your arm feels right, then you begin to do that. I think that's a big part of um, when you're talking to players, you know, you know, we say, well, I'm going to throw, but how do you feel? That's the most important thing. It's very important because you have to listen to your body. You have to listen 100%. It tells you, especially me, for me, it tells me when maybe I need to take like maybe two weeks more of throwing program with the medicine ball because I'm not ready. Where I need to lift more and uh, and uh, squeeze, I mean, like to go maybe a little bit later to jump to another program. So if I need it, I can expand this program or if i'm too i mean like if i'm too tired i need to do more extra rotational more extra mobility exercises so my body helped me because before i didn't listen to my body because i said like i need to do this 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 and i don't i don't care right now my body helps me so if it feels if it, if it feels great that's awesome if not i need to find a way how to to feel great Excellent. So, uh, Vadim, uh, and we got about 10 more minutes left, but I want to mention, um, okay, you've got, you've got the program going. Now you've got to get your mechanics down also. Um, so are there particular things that helped you get your movements better? Now I understand the strength and all the program is part of that, but are there anything else like now when you start to throw that's helped you with your control? Uh, I have a few drill. I have few drills which help me. For example, I play. I warm up. Then I play catch with the with the catcher. <clears throat> I go 
I go uh, a four class, like short box. I go, for example, the great exercise split. You go split, squat, and you just try nice, nice and easy to uh, to connect your uh, um, your release point with the with the glove. You know, so just to feel the grip. As you feel the grip, as you feel the the strike zone, you can expand. You can expand the the distance between between catcher and the uh, and the release point, and you go far, far, far. And when you feel comfortable, you can you can throw like. 80%, 90%. So basically my, my focus at the beginning to feel the strike zone. So I go, I go light, like 50%. Then I feel that I can throw 10 pitches out of 10 strike. I add some power, mm. 10 of 10 strike. I add some power. If, if I have, if I have trouble, I slow down the speed and I'm also working with the, with the strike zone. And in the same time, I'm working with, uh, I'm taking videos. I'm taking video and break down my, my mechanic. And I'm trying to understand what, what makes me to throw better or what makes, what makes me, what stopped me from, uh, from progressing. So it's very important. Also, we have. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go, 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 go. Yeah, well, also we have, uh, as you know, Bogdan, you know him very well. He invest. He's investing a lot of money in new technologies. So we have uh, pitching grab soda. So pitching grab soda. I'm throwing bullpens. We're throwing YBP. It helps to see like really strict where's your release point, how how your body works. And when you see if you miss, like like you threw five pitches from one one angle, and if threw five pitches from another angle, you you immediately have clear point what you need to be improved because somebody, somebody say like, I don't, I, I cannot feel my release point or I cannot feel my grip or, or something else. But when you have like new technologies, what you can use and you know how to use is going to, is going to help you a lot. Other than technology, I think that's fantastic. I think uh, if, if used well, it could really help a great deal. Like you said, understanding where the re correct release point is and being consistent that's going to give you a lot of control also. Um, finally, other aspects. I know you. You stay in very good shape. So it looks like you, you have been trained well when it comes to sleep, when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to all this other stuff. So the mental aspect of the game. Talk a little bit about some of the things you might do in those areas to help you. Uh, the mental aspect of the game. Uh... What's well, when you when you when you get frustrated, when you're not doing well, uh, how do you get your mindset again? You know, to to get back into doing things correctly. I mean, during during the game, it happens. Sometimes I get frustrated. Uh, I'm not hiding. Sometimes it happens. Happened during the Russian championship. Uh, <laughs> even with the twins and I was I get frustrated but it's called uh, for me control what you can control so I'm trying to I'm not I get frustrated why because somebody dropped the ball because some because umpire didn't give me the, the strike or somebody didn't throw right uh, to the uh, first base so it happens you know I mean like I'm, I'm just giving some simple examples mm-hmm so for if I'm if I'm on the mound, my first goal is what to throw strike and to help my team to win. 
So just go on the mound, throw a strike, keep calm, and, and that's it. I mean, like, at this point, I'm not trying to think too much because you, if you're trying to think too much, it also can, can uh, help you, but otherwise, you know, can have bad uh, influence on you, on you. And so finally, when we put this all together, the package, where are you at now with control and your velocity? So my, uh, my last velocity was 94. My control is much, is, is much, 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 much better. You've so developed with other the, pitches? Yes, being with the Twins, I used to be a closer. So I was throwing only one pitch. I was throwing one fastball. So being with the Russian national team, uh, Russian, Russian national team, I have fastball, I have slider, I have changeup, and I have purple. So my second, my best secondary pitch is a changeup. Like I was working a lot on that, that creep, and I feel really good. So I, if I lose control on fastball, I, I know 100% I can I can apply a changeup, and it will help me. It happens last season. We were playing the final final championship games, and maybe in the fifth inning, I just lost uh, just lost my fastball control. It doesn't work. And I was throwing another four innings. I was throwing only change-up. Change-up slider, curveball. So it helped me a lot. So sometimes you have, yeah, sometimes you just have to not to be upset, not try to panic. Just just bring another plan. If you don't have, if plan A A doesn't work, so you have plan B. If plan B doesn't work, you have plan C. Yeah, love it, love it. Listen, let's let's do this. Let's end it with this. you know, for our coaches and players and parents out there, the exp- every, all the experience you've had, um, is there anything else that maybe can help our coaches, some things you've been through that can help them understand? Um, and it could be mental, it could be physical, any type of training, anything we missed that it helped you become this much better? I would suggest to to all people who are watching this video or to all coaches, if you have any friends, if you have any, any ancestor playing my major league, playing minor league, talk to them, ask, ask questions, read uh, literature, because uh, behind it, I'm, I'm a, an athlete, I have experience, I also have a sport degree. I, I, I have a sport degree, so I study, I'm studying every day new, new articles, new magazines, I'm watching videos, so right now internet is, is the best the best plane to find everything. But in the same time, you have to understand how to work with the information because as we talked before, somebody is so on the internet one exercise and he's applying and, th- and he thinks that it's gonna work, but it doesn't work. So you have to understand clearly how to prepare yourself, how it works and what, where it starts and where it, it ends. So, um, I don't know. I think, I think that, that's it what I have. And, and, you know, what I love about what you said was because your coach told you this also, and that is you can't just pick drills and start doing drills and explain, expect things to happen. There's got to be some, some sequence. There's got to be some coordination of the drills so that way the body moves in the right way. Right, because, for example, if you take a kid and you're trying to, to – to work with him <clears throat> and you have to understand what was his the biggest biggest problem if his his problem is strength you have to develop strength if his problem problem is mobility you have to work on mobility 
if if his problem is like you need to to develop all uh, physical qualities, you have to find the right way because if he's too strong and his his mobility is poor, he's gonna have troubles. He's gonna have uh, injuries. You know, so it's very important what kind of coaches you work with. You know, it's, it's very for for me because I'm very thankful. During all my career, I had outstanding coaches. And the twins, and the twins were rotation of coaching, big rotation of coaches. One coach left, other came, but everyone effect, like brings like positive effect on myself. So it's very important to understand you, your body, to listen to your body, and also to understand how it works. All right, fantastic. Great way to end the show on that. And uh, we'll give a shout out also to our good friend, Ellen Jager, Jager Sports. You know, he talks about, you know, making sure you understand your body, you feel your arm, you know, and all that. So I think that's fantastic. Great way to end it. Vadim, uh, can't thank you enough, man. I know you had practice, you had a lot of workout you're doing, and, uh, you know, to join us on the show, it's been great. So thanks, man. Thank you so much. I very appreciate that you invited me to your show. That's, that's a big honor for me. Well, it's great to have you. And I think, like I talk about all the time, we can learn from anybody anywhere in the world, whether you're a player, coach, or whoever you may be. Um, and by the way, give my best to the doctor there because I'm sure you use the doctor. I see his videos, you know, with, his, with the hands on basketballs, doing his drills. Um, I'm sure you also talk to him about certain drills you want that can help you with your body. Right, right. The, the doctor is still the best in the team. You, you saw him. He's 43 years old, but he's doing much, much better than like 19, 25 years old athletes. So the best shout to our doctor. Yes, definitely. Shout out to the doctor. Shout out to Dimitri, the president of Federation. And shout out to Bogdan. He's also with the Federation and the biggest supporter of the program. Vadim, thank you. And we'll uh, talk soon, man. Thank you so much. See you soon. All right, that's Vadim Balan from Russia, Moscow, Russia, pitcher originally from Moldova, um, obviously then signed with the Twins. Um, what a great career for folks out there. He's still trying to pitch. He's, look at 94, three types of pitches. Um, I'll put all this stuff on the show notes. Any pro teams out there, let, you know, if you're interested, uh, there'll be his email will be on there also or contact me at petercaliendo at att.net. Hey folks, thank you. Special folks to, uh, special thanks, excuse me, to Vadim. Special thanks to Brian Crock, our producer with the Lineup Media Group. Don't forget, subscribe to YouTube, Peter Caliendo, get 80 plus shows up there. We really appreciate it if you subscribe. Don't forget, we're heading to Cuba with our 15U team. If you're a coach player that's interested in competing with us in Cuba and practicing, during Christmas break, we will be there with Caliendo Sports International traveling there. What a great experience that is. And again, special thanks to everybody on Facebook, live on Facebook, and all over the world and in the U.S. I'm your host, Pete Caliendo. Stay safe, and we'll see you soon on the next show. This has been Baseball Outside the Box with Peter Caliendo. Listen online at BaseballOutsideTheBox.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and all major podcast outlets. Join the conversation on Facebook and Twitter. Get all of our podcasts now at lineupmedia.fm.